1: Hello and welcome to the Pants Party. I am your host, Harrison Star of BlackHeartGoldPants.com. Joining me, as always, are Iceman and Kissblower69, uh, Iceman. Uh, Max, how you doing?
2: <laughs> um, doing uh, doing fine. Uh, it's a little cold up here uh, in Minnesota, um, and my car is stuck.
1: That seems like that's got to be a default state for, uh, I guess, until when? April. April's by the time everything melts.
2: Yeah, uh, hopefully. Um, you know, it unfreezes just a little bit so I could go buy groceries at some point.
1: At least you have your uh, tamales tonight, Max.
2: Yeah, at least I have something to eat tonight. And then after that, I'll uh, probably just start compulsively eating out everywhere every, t- every night.
1: Ah, uh, fantastic
2: disposable income
1: gotta love it kissblowers69 ben ross what is popping we've been doing this podcast
0: for three years and this is the one night you choose to divulge to everybody <laughs> <laughs> the, the names we type in for our <laughs> session so thanks for picking my most embarrassing one um my favorite <laughs> yeah honestly my favorite Minnesota car story is in high school, I bought a piece of crap O2 Jetta from my cousin for like 500 bucks my junior and senior years. And in the winter, I wouldn't be able to get it up our driveway. So I would just have to park it at the end of our uh, driveway um, for four or five months. So, you know, I wasn't even able to use, you know, I would uh, not only would I have to do that, I'd have to trudge down and de-scrape it because... Every single morning before school, so woe is me. It's a suburban white kid with a car in freezing cold Minnesota. But you know it's not freezing cold? These Iowa football Hawkeyes! Why are you yelling? I don't. I'm He's excited. Riled I'm riled up because I had to throw away bad meat just now, too, which is my least favorite thing to do.
1: Presumably it was good meat, though. That That's the thing that stings, I'm sure.
0: Oh, I'm sure I would. Well, yeah, I just won't, when in doubt, throw it out. And I've honestly never had pork chops that smelled like that raw. So uh, I just think I am I was on the right side of history here.
1: Yeah, yeah. Anyways, we are uh, coming off a Hawkeye victory. Last seconds. Uh, football win against Nebraska, 27-24. Uh, our Lord and Savior, the kiss blower himself, Keith Duncan, uh, once again, coming through in the clutch with the 49-yard field goal as my dog scratches at the door because I guess she wants out now. Uh, I guess I'll go ahead and toss it over to you, Ben. What are your immediate thoughts? Uh, not so immediate thoughts, I guess, um, about kind of the game and maybe the, the narrative around the game? Uh, yeah, number
0: one thing is just, you know, fuck Nebraska. Uh, number two is uh, fuck Big Ten referees. I don't care. Swear a jar. Find me. Um, number three is, you know, why can't we have nice things? The how many points did Iowa score in the second half? <coughs>
1: um,
2: they scored three, six.
1: three, three. Right? Oh, yep, six? three.
0: Oh no, I think it was just three.
2: Might have, might have been. I thought they might have had two field goals in the no. second half.
0: I think they just scored three. Um. So that sucked, and then you just have to be happy with how the defense played, even though Nebraska was able to come back. I um, mean, you can't really expect them to support an offense that didn't score literally at all in the second half until the final seconds. Um, so you just have to look at. Uh, you know, AJ Epinesa, truly cementing himself. Um, probably had the best, without knowing enough about uh, how other players are doing around the country, it'd be you'd be tough to find a defensive player who's had a better four or five game stretch uh, this year than AJ has. Um, probably, definitely getting himself uh, paid if he had wanted to leave. And then, you know, just his defense overall played really well, I think, and um, then you just, you know, it's really sad to see the offensive performance uh, like Nate Stanley who threw for under 100 yards in this game and um, I think really struggled despite uh, such a hot start from Iowa's running game that we haven't seen all season long um, that would have uh, ostensibly been able to support him. A couple drops from a couple players certainly didn't help But, you know, uh, nine wins. This is the second time we've gotten nine wins in a regular season since I've been an Iowa football fan, showing my age there. And um, you just have to be happy with it, especially when we're looking at the grand scheme of the college football landscape.
1: Yeah, Ben, uh, I guess kind of first circling around to the A.J. Epinesa number, there were seven guys so far this year, who put up uh, 14 tackles and two sacks, which I mean, I think that speaks to it as in much one game as anything, just how dominant he was in, in that game. Yeah, just the one. And uh, surprisingly, Chase Young is uh, not one of the six other names, which is a little surprising. Well, because he uh, probably only he plays three quarters. Ah, yeah, <laughs> You're right. He's not on the field long enough. And, and Ohio State isn't allowing their opponents to run 14 tackles worth of plays.
0: That's true. But yeah.
1: but yeah, I mean, anytime you can uh, say fuck Nebraska and not feel like the asshole, you know, um, it's always a good, a good place to be.
2: Yeah. 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 No, I'm, uh, I'm very pleased. I, uh, I think Nebraska is actually probably my least favorite of the big 10 teams or any teams, I guess, really um, all of their fans are terrible, terrible people. Their corn is terrible, and their color is red, which is terrible. and uh yeah i mean i'm uh, i'm I'm very happy about the win. Um, feel sounding a little subdued, feeling a little subdued, but um I'm very happy that you know nine and three it's I did predict this team to go eight and four this season in the regular season, so we uh, surpassed my expectations. Uh but so, you know, I'm I'm feeling good about it. Obviously you want to beat them by more, uh but a win's a win. And now Iowa hasn't lost to Minnesota, Iowa State, or Nebraska in the last five years. So hey, you know what? That's that's nice. It's nice to beat the teams you should. Yeah,
1: I, I, I agree. Um it, the thing that does sting for me, at least looking back on the season writ large just I think the loss that kind of befuddles me as much as anything is Michigan. That Michigan won. Like to me, they were playing a team going through their worst stretch of football. And the fact that Iowa couldn't beat them, ultimately that would have not made a difference. And you know, the, the loss to Wisconsin is what kept Iowa out of the title game. And then we could get into some fight of oh Iowa's ten and two, Wisconsin's ten and two but I don't know. Iowa could have been 7-1, and one, I guess, if they didn't have to play Michigan or and Penn State with an eight-game schedule. But that's a talk for the SEC. Um, ultimately, though, it's just... It's the classic... This is, the, this is almost a season that's impossible to be mad at. It can be critiqued. And, Ben, even kind of... I'm going through uh, what we wrote, the Pants predict. You had... 9-3, and 6-3. and three. Uh, You and Doug were the two to absolutely nail the record predictions. Um, and, you know, mm-hmm. I think if, the, if there's one thing that sticks out, out to me, uh, I think it's funny. Your last line, or excuse me, not your last line, uh, the one just above the picture is, Nate Stanley, I'm afraid, still has the yips, and the passing offense is going to be worse than we ever imagined, as Oliver Martin is still looking at, Ellipses on his iMessage from the NCAA. I think it's hilarious because wow. <laughs> was I Oliver Martin <laughs> was Oliver Martin actually still looking at an ellipses from Brian Ference on his iMessage? Mm.
0: Makes wow. you think, <clears throat> sure does. What I say about Nate Stanley?
2: Did yeah, he have the yips from last year when he like broke his hand or thumb or whatever the hell he did?
1: Yeah. but you, you did say it was going to be worse, and I think to to me there were moments where Iowa's off passing offense was better, and and that sometimes much better. I think you know the explosive plays speak for themselves, but uh, his touchdown total going down, the the red zone offense being going generally down, putrid. Almost yeah,
0: double, almost cut by cut by fifty percent.
2: Honestly, I don't think that the uh, passing was the problem for the offense this season. I would blame that more on the running. I mean, the passing was, they left something to be desired, but when your offense is predicated on the run and you can't run, uh, I mean, Iowa didn't have a single 100 yard rusher until, oh, yeah, this week.
1: Right. Didn't they have a 100 yard rusher against Middle Tennessee State?
2: No. I, prob- well, well, maybe it was during the big ten season that I read it.
0: Uh, yep, yep, yep. <clears throat> yeah, you don't want to use that as a benchmark, Harrison.
2: No, no, I'm no, is. I'll look it up to confirm, but
1: <laughs> You also had this line, Ben. Uh, Kirk still coaches like Henry Winkler in the Bourbon Ball when when we get to Madison. Yep. Gosh, that was Yep. That was absolutely true.
2: God. Okay. I like hate everything. A- I'd like to issue an issue an apology. Iowa almost had three 100 yard rushers against Middle Tennessee State.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh!
2: Uh, wild,
0: sorry.
1: wild. So yeah.
2: forgive me, forgive me, Brian, for disparaging your good name.
1: Yeah, I, I think we we can't really move on to even more season recap without first discussing just how great Keith Duncan has really been all season. Um, to me, I, I saw the statistic, I think it was Scott Doctorman had it, 14 um, field goals uh, between 40 and 49 yards, which I can only assume is the, the most in college football.
2: It is by a margin, I think it's by four.
1: <laughs> and I was looking at it even further, if you only counted his 40 to 49 yard field goals, he would still be in the top 50 in terms of field goal makes on the season, Um, which is pretty crazy to me. Uh, I I just can't get over just how reliant on Keith Duncan Iowa was and how consistently he came through. Uh, I don't think that that is going to be talked about enough because he was taken for granted so much. And in emailing Stoops, his... His takeaway was if Kirk Ferentz had quote the balls, he would give the MVP to Keith Duncan, and I cannot agree with that enough.
2: Yeah, uh, and, and <laughs> this is something I was just thinking about the other day too. Is I think it's so funny how much we relied upon him this year, just because I think about 2016, and granted he was just a true freshman back then, but I didn't trust him at all. Right. So- he kicked what, like eleven field goals, something like that, and they were all from like maybe thirty. Mm-hmm. You know, like they didn't trust him at all. And I know Racino has kicked a couple that year, and uh, from like forty-five to fifty yards out. And now he's what the best kicker in the NCAA. Maybe not necessarily a, and uh, maybe not necessarily an NFL talent, just because he doesn't have that range. Yeah, as far as we're aware. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair, too. Another he, year. That 48-yarder uh, had, <clears throat> had the leg behind it.
0: Uh, yeah, Duncan nailed 29 field goals this year. Second most guy had 26. Um, and then a bunch of guys had 24. So
2: 26.
0: it's just uh, – just can't do it. The In conference, the next most, Iowa had 29 field goals. next most was Michigan State with 20.
1: Wow. It's very bad. And I'm looking at this. If I'm just kind of going off my head, they don't have the scores next to his performance. But four for four against Iowa State. uh, Four for four against Purdue. um, One on the game. Four of six against Illinois. That was the difference. And two of two against Nebraska. Four games where if you have a lesser kicker, you might not come away with the win. And really, that 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 to me is pretty remarkable. Um, I guess 4-6 is kind of an insane stat line to see. But, but really, it's it's going to be interesting to see where Iowa's offense kind of goes from here, I guess. Um we don't know who they're playing in the bowl game. But when I look ahead, and I know we, we want to probably talk about other things, but briefly looking ahead, to me, just the, the youth and the depth that Iowa has coming back next year at the skill positions it is wild. Like I almost wonder if Oliver Martin is further down the wide receiver depth chart now than Ooh. he was um, when – he left Michigan, who could have used someone with with uh, some pretty good hands against Ohio State on Saturday. Even though that wasn't necessarily the difference,
2: I don't, I don't hate that take. I mean, he's behind Smith, who will be back, and Smith Marsat, who will be back, and Tracy, who will be back, and Reganey, who will be back, Oof. and Max Cooper. Presumably, he played more of the season than um,
1: Cooper Junior.
2: Ah, uh, he might be he might he might be a junior next year. I think year.
1: he'll be a junior, yeah.
2: Unless he redshirted last year. I can't remember if he played enough to burn it.
1: Oh. I mean, but, I, uh, I think Max Cooper's the new Kyle Gronewig, just doing punt return stuff. I don't although he did get out there at one point
2: against yeah. Seattle, Nebraska. He played a little bit more than
0: We had a swing past him against um, Wisconsin.
2: Yeah. I mean I think that he was uh, I think I was not saying he's like you know, really involved or important to the offense, but I, he was clearly ahead of Martin at times. Yeah,
0: Cooper's a junior; he'll be a senior next year.
2: Uh, okay, he wasn't uh, redshirted. Interesting, but yeah, I mean, is the, I mean, I'm probably missing somebody, but
0: I mean, Devontae yeah. Young was listed as a second stringer after Tracy.
2: Was he really? Yeah, I thought he was a safety now.
0: Am I thinking of of that Lockett guy?
1: Lockett, yeah. Lockett, okay.
2: Same, same. I don't know. He's he's buried. Ugh. Well. He's like my car right now. Nice. Got him. Got him. Fucking Minnesota. Well,
1: uh, I guess as we look to kind of the the stats writ large, Ben. I know you had some things teed up for kind of the season recap, looking Iowa against the Big Ten, which I'm sure is gonna be ugly and I don't want to hear anything about the offense, but but okay, Ben, take well, it away.
0: We already talked a little bit about that field goals number. <clears throat> um
2: what was what was your uh prediction on it? Oh, you're talking about stats, sorry.
0: Stats, we'll get to my uh, predictions after. There's just a f- couple things I want to point out. Scoring offense, Harrison. Um, Iowa, 11th overall with 22 points a game. Do you know how many touchdowns we scored
1: this year? Nine. <laughs> Close. It was, it was, it can't have been more than 25.
2: Is this Big Ten season or is this the overall?
1: Um, I think this is Big Ten
0: it could be all games. I think it's probably going to be all games. You're right. It is all games. Uh, okay. We scored we, we scored 29 touchdowns. Okay. Uh, meanwhile, in comparison, Ohio State scored 82.
2: Yeah, Ohio State scored six <laughs> and a quarter once. So uh,
0: closer closer comparison would be Wisconsin, second in the conference with 56 touchdowns. And Minnesota had 55. Penn State had 54, <sighs> and Michigan had 51. Uh, so basically scored half as many touchdowns as, um, the cream of the crop and finished not just close behind them. So if we could have just been average on offense, maybe on paper, um, Um, we'd be uh, back in Indy this year. Who knows?
2: Who would, uh, who did we do better than it was just Illinois, not Illinois, uh, Maryland, Rutgers and Northwestern,
0: Michigan state, Northwestern and Rutgers. Uh, Maryland had 42 touchdowns because they scored
1: 30
2: of them against oh, Syracuse. Right. They play, I forgot they played Howard. <laughs> right. Um,
1: um, I was looking at this a little earlier today, and Iowa would have to sco- score well over 30 points to have a better points-per-game offense than the 2016 season, which more or less had Greg Davis shown the door. Mm-hmm. Just saying.
0: Mhm. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. I was talking to people at work about this uh, and they were like if Iowa could just score 21 points a game, they would be so good. Yes. <laughs> like if they just scored 21 points in all of their games, they'd still be 10 and 2. We would have still lost to Wisconsin and we would have lost to Nebraska this week. But, like, you know, just like for comparison's sake, let's just say that we were a lot 21 points a game. We they'd be 10 and 2.
1: I have a question. Sorry, we've kind of sidetracked this, Ben. But yeah, this Would you rather three, anyway. be nine and three with two losses to Penn State and Michigan, or ten and two with a loss to Nebraska?
2: Um, is Wait, the other, loss, where's the other loss coming from uh, Wisconsin? Stays. Uh, I would probably rather be a nine
0: and three. Nine. So give me. So we lost Wisconsin, and then what's the, What are the scenarios? It's uh, same
2: happened. Same thing that happened with this season or the ten and two, but we lost to uh, Wisconsin and we lost to Nebraska.
0: Um, I think you gotta take ten wins.
2: Uh, okay. I'm going nine and three because that means that we miss out on Indy because we lost to Nebraska.
0: We, well, but yeah, we missed out on Indy
1: anyway. We missed out far, on yeah. Indy either way because of losing to uh, Wisconsin. Who sure, but I'm just think thinking that,
2: like, in this we... hypothetical, I was 10 and 1 going into the Nebraska game. And assuming that, yeah, Nebraska, that would be... Yeah, 10 that's
0: and true. 2. Uh, in this season, is, hypothetical. Right. Yeah. Knowing that we blew an 11 win season because of Nebraska is pretty bad. But, you know, I'd rather love and lost than to never love loved at all. Don't Fair enough? Agree. Yeah.
1: Why? What would you want? I think I would rather have the 9-3 and three just because the off season would be insufferable. Yeah, it'd be
0: really bad. But, what are you going to
1: do? Yeah, it's a totally hypothetical scenario, so I just derailed <laughs> yeah. your thoughts that you wanted to get to. So, might be... Yeah.
0: These aren't, yeah, you know, the, looking back at these numbers, they aren't that interesting. Just other things I want to highlight is, um, do you know how many passing touchdowns Northwestern threw this year?
2: Oh, like four. Yeah, close. I've that six? Is six.
0: They threw six to 15 interceptions.
2: <laughs> That's so bad. How many quarterbacks did they trot out there? Did they end up with four? Uh, let's take a look.
0: They had one, two, three, four players attempt to pass. Um, four quarterbacks attempt to pass yeah uh five players attempt to pass um that's four, brutal and all of them had at least 10 attempts oof that is not good at all um, no, good
2: thing for them they just fired their oc i
0: thought they kept him
2: i thought they fired him i don't know there's so much fake
0: news going out there College I, football. I believe they fired him okay so. and michael leach is
1: not going to all Miss
2: no okay
1: or arkansas you know where he would not get along arkansas anywhere i don't think he'd get along anywhere in the sec no he he would he would do a dana altman when he saw them call the hogs he would be like oh you guys actually do this and then <laughs> the <other. laughs> oh i
2: could see him in, uh, missouri
0: um oh yeah missouri probably fit in yeah.
2: only because they don't care right. enough about football
0: they're and they not just, really SEC. They're kind of like, I don't know what I would compare them to in the Big Ten. They just seem like they don't belong in the SEC. They've been
2: so bad for so long. that they'll until, tell...
0: until we beat, yeah, the, ever since we killed them in the – didn't kill them, but beat them in the inside bowl, they haven't been shit. Wait,
1: uh, are they the Nebraska of the SEC? Because no. they – They made a very early SEC championship game and have been very spotty since.
0: Yeah, it's because of Chase Daniel and Jeremy Macklin and uh, who's their other really good wide receiver on that team. I don't know. I can't remember. That was a filthy offense. They lost. They lost. uh, Did they make the AC? No, I don't think we're talking about the same years because that was when they were still in the Big 12 when they had Chase Daniel and Jeremy Macklin, I think. Maybe I'm wrong.
2: Yeah, yeah no, I don't know. And neither
0: do you. So I remember they lost. They went ten and two this year. That year, and both losses were to Oklahoma. Um, no, i have? you know the only thing I that's good. We'll just go to scoring defense in the Big Ten. Iowa was second overall with allowing thirteen points a game. <clears throat> Ohio State was second. Um, I will allow just eighteen touchdowns uh, this year. That is, let's see how that works nationally. That would be fifth, best, tied for fifth with San Diego State, uh, best in the country. Clemson, Georgia, Utah, and Ohio State were the only teams that allowed fewer, um, and all those teams are vying for playoff contention. So, once again, think about what it would be like to have not just a good offense, an average offense behind this defense. But I digress. Um, there really wasn't much else I wanted to get into that wasn't terribly depressing. Uh, I think we'll touch on some of it <clears throat> when we do our next exercise, uh, which I think will be a little bit more fun. Um, do we have any, Did somebody pay our bills this week, or should I just dive right in?
1: No, uh, we will g- look at Ben's uh, 10 bold predictions. How do they turn out? Right after the break. And we are back. Ben, your 10 bold predictions. How do you want to do this? You want me to team up and you say whether it was a win or loss or you want to... Uh... I have them in front of me. I think I'll just present okay. them to you. I
0: know, Max, I don't think you looked at these. Harrison, it sounds like you have... Um... I'll just say what I predicted. I wrote these on August 26th, so I probably wrote them on the 25th. <clears throat> and um, I think we'll, we'll just uh, check off those boxes as we go. Uh, very first one, Alark Jackson will be the first Hawkeye taken in the 2020 NFL Draft. Uh, I'm selling that hard. Yeah. Agreed. I don't even... Do you think he'll go?
1: I think he is... A lock to go. Really? Because Ooh. I don't think I don't think he can get higher than kind of the second or third round that he is, plus he's a red shirt. Um, I think there's a case to be made for Tristan Wirfs to stay. I heard about this. this. And I don't know if I buy it, but if Jackson leaves, he plays a full season at left tackle. He can probably take himself from, what, a 15 to 25th pick in the in the draft to maybe a top three or four pick.
2: If I don't know. Jackson, if Jackson goes, where do you think he's going to go?
1: I think he would be middle of the second round. That would be yeah, where I predict him right now.
2: That's what I kind of would think as well. Um, he had a good year. I mean, he had a pretty good year. Um He was hurt for a little bit, and that's the only reason why I'm a little bit down on his draft prospects, but he finished the season fine, so. I
0: don't know. I haven't looked at any big boards or any draft nicks at all, but I kind of think Jackson stays. I don't know if he's as projected as I to go mid-second round. Um, Maybe.
2: I think uh, just because he had that hype going into the season... Um, he can still ride it, I suppose. He'll still ride it just because people were talking about him as a late first-rounder, and even though he had a relatively quiet season, that's not a bad thing for a left tackle.
1: Okay. That's a good point.
0: Yeah. Uh oh, yeah, I still sell. Yep, sell. So I'm all for 1. Number two, Makai Sargent is going to be the second-team all-conference selection.
2: Um, I'm... Uh, ooh, I don't know. <laughs> okay, he... Um, Big
0: sell, so, right? Makai Sargent was 21st in the Big Ten in rushing this year. Oh. <laughs> um, Tyler Gibbs 16th. We've got Jonathan Taylor, J.K. Dobbins, Rodney Smith will probably be, they will be, without a doubt, the uh, top three um, Big Ten running backs this year. They're the only three running backs to each run. Um... Rush for over a thousand yards in the Big Ten, which is kind of surprising. Oh. Uh,
2: I, honestly, I know these are bold predictions, but uh, I don't even—I can't even believe you put that pen to paper right there.
0: Well, because my thing was, I thought he'd be third after—I don't know, man.
1: It was—it was, was a good bold prediction. I don't hate it. Yeah, I like
0: it. I didn't think I thought I didn't think Ivory i, I was—I think I wrote I didn't predict Ivory Kelly Martin. I didn't predict he'd redshirt, but I didn't think I said it sounds like Ivory Kelly Martin has been put in a drawer. Leaving Makai Sargent as our go-to guy and torn as a third down back. Um and with this offensive line, I thought it wasn't gonna be as disastrous on the interior as it was this year. And I couldn't have predicted Tyler Goodson breaking out. So
1: when here's the prediction within the prediction for this Ben, and it's my, like an up op, an opposite one. If he can't amass around thirteen hundred all purpose yards and ten touchdowns, then I feel really good about Iowa's chances at scoring points. He didn't do either of those, and we never felt good about Iowa's chances about scoring points, though.
2: So. It's true.
0: And I did <laughs> I did
1: write an apology to J.K. Dobbins, so that's on me. Uh,
0: yeah, that's hard 0 for 2. Uh, this is my favorite one, number 3, that I'm most proud of. Geno Stone will be Iowa's player of greatest impact on the defense this year. Uh, even with AJ Epinesa's recent uh, domini- domination, I still think you can make the argument for Gino as a guy who made this defense
2: tick. I sell. Well,
1: I'm a consistency... Oh, I, I think I, I give the buy on this one.
0: I think uh, if Gino misses a few games, we miss him more than we miss AJ?
2: I think Christian Welsh. Ooh, is the spoon that stirs the soup
0: interesting i we just well just missed too many games i think which would yeah there you go to
2: your point and and you know as you said though like if we lost gino i mean we did a couple times i guess for short periods of time during games and they were pretty early so they weren't like against anybody of significance but yeah, to, I mean that that help, it helps the point for Welch that when he came back, this defense, you know, snapped right back into the form.
1: the The reason it's Epinesa, though is that I, I saw um, Stakow tweeted that he had ninety percent. He was on the field for ninety percent of Iowa's defensive snaps, and I agree that he was playing the best football of the season at the end of it. Um, Gino Stone was that rock, pun intended, but. Um, I don't know. I could I can give this one to you or disagree with it.
0: All right, fine, fine, fine. Uh, I just really think he was really really good this year, and he'll.
1: Oh yeah, I'm not saying he wasn't good. By no means.
0: Fine. Okay, uh, I was. <laughs> I was indisputably right on this next one, and I remember you lambasting me for it.
1: I did lambast you.
0: Going in, uh, no, Iowa player will have more than six receiving touchdowns this year. It makes me sad to write, this lackluster receiving core is my greatest fear for Iowa football in 2019. <clears throat> Let's see, who had the most receiving uh, receiving touchdowns on Iowa this year? Amir smith Probably Tracy. Amir Smith-Marcel with four. Brandon Smith had four as well. Tyrone Tracy had three. Danny had two. Oliver Martin had one, and nobody else had any.
2: Um, nobody else in the whole team did. We had only
0: Nate Stanley only passed fourteen touchdowns. Pretty bad.
1: I wanted to argue. I wanted Amir Smith Marset to have here. Oh wait, Amir Smith Marset did have seven touchdowns though. So two rushing, as long as it was on a two rushing, off. and the kick return. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just being a snark. You're right about this, Ben. Yeah. indisputably yeah. correct. Yep.
2: Yeah, I'd probably no I- before the season. So yeah. I mean, glad that it's correct. And by glad, I mean not glad. All
0: right. Uh, yeah. So I'm giving that I'm two for four. So I'm giving myself right now. Uh, <clears throat> the Iowa-, Iowa State game will have a hand in deciding the college football playoff.
1: I don't think this happens. Play my State for this. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's just
1: it's
2: moving to take.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, it kind of did two years ago, right? No, not really.
2: I don't know. I'm just having fun with these because this is the first time I've heard them. Yeah. Thanks. I don't know how to read. Right.
0: Um. Number six. This is my favorite one to write, but it's. I think it's wrong. A loss to Iowa will cause an opposing coach to lose his job this year. And this is I basically... Well, uh, this was basically me predicting Iowa would beat Michigan. Um, and even if we did beat Michigan,
1: I think Jim Harbaugh still would have kept his job. Yeah. I think Chris Ash was fired after the Iowa game, though.
2: No, he was fired way after. Really? Maybe. I think he was fired after, like, the Michigan game.
0: I think I would have been very quick to toot my own horn if it was immediately after.
2: Uh, was Chris Ash fired.
0: He got fired after the fifth game this September year. September 29. 29.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. That was only the was, second game. You're right, right.
0: Yeah, it's two weeks after or three. So I mean it did have a hand, but it wouldn't wasn't the direct it was one of the causes, not the cause.
2: Yeah, it was after they lost fifty two to zero at Michigan or against Michigan. I guess I don't know if it was at
0: mm-hmm. um so still at two for six, I think there. Uh, number seven, we won't know. Uh, Levar Woods takes a job in another school unless he gets promoted after this year. Uh, wait and see. going to happen. I don't. You guys are pretty. We talked about this. I think two or three weeks ago. You're both pretty adamant. He's sticking around. Yep. Uh, we'll see. I guess, but I, I think he'll stay. I think he stays too. Um,
1: I for, think three. if he's. If someone's going to lead the staff, I think he's as likely as anyone. But I think he's going to stick around.
0: Yeah. Um. Next one, definitely wrong. Nate Stanley is a first Big Ten take quarterback taken in, in the upcoming NFL draft.
1: Um. Who would it be instead
0: yeah, of who Patterson? Else, who else? Is Shea Patterson for sure. Um.
2: I don't I don't know. He, him and his noodle arm. I don't know. <laughs>
0: I mean, actually, yeah, I guess those are only two senior. I mean, Brian Lewerke, I don't think so. No, no. Those are are the only three senior QBs in the conference. Um, uh, What's his face? Uh, Justin Fields can't declare. Uh, Sean Clifford's definitely going to stick around. So maybe. Fuck.
2: Yeah, Uh, I mean, you got to take
0: Shea Patterson over Nate Stanley just because of his life. Oh,
2: who's the guy at Illinois? What year is he? Uh, Peters? Peters is a junior. Anyway, so, I mean, maybe,
0: should I count that as a win for my... I still think a well I'm
1: seeing uh, Walter Football has Nate Stanley 11th on his QB draft board.
2: That is so Brian so high.
1: Brian Lewerke, 15th. Shay Patterson, 16th. What the fuck? All right, fine. I, I actually nope. think 11th is kind of low. Three for,
0: I'm three for eight. Suck it. Thank you. Ta- what is it? Hammer Football? What was it called?
1: WalterFootball.com Walter Thank I you will not be. spell it. We saw me spell things the other podcast. That was embarrassing.
0: Um, three for eight. Uh, I don't like how I worded this, and I made an amendment in the comments. Um, AJ Epinesa has a profoundly disappointing season. I don't think any way you can shake it you could say is a disappointing season. No. I wish I didn't say profoundly when I wrote it, but I don't think he had a disappointing season at all, either. In any way, nine sacks.
1: Um, what else? The fourteen or fifteen tackles for loss. I mean, I I think it's almost impossible to finish a season yeah. with the game he had and consider it a disappointing season at all. Like I yeah. actually. Especially considering, I think he was at maybe three and a half sacks um, four or five four games ago. In. Yeah, he went really well. It was trending towards disappointing without being profoundly disappointing. But mm-hmm. uh, he came on strong, especially in November. Um, yeah. Going back to kind of the life to point. Yeah. Sorry for referencing that twice, but whatever.
0: Three and nine there. Uh number 10 this is the year that will define Kirk Ferentz's
2: career at Iowa. I mean it was just another year.
0: Yeah, I I don't this is a little too ominous for me to go one way or the other. I had said a third-year starter quarterback, two first-round offensive tackles, at least one NFL defensive lineman and a defensive back, not to mention an all-conference running back. Whoops. Uh <laughs> well maybe future Tyler Goodson. Yeah. Uh, this team is sneakily loaded with talent and what Kirk does with it this year is what how we're gonna remember most about our ball coach. Um,
2: yeah. it was a good season. I mean
0: it was only his sixth nine plus win season.
2: Yeah. Well is so yeah, that anything that doesn't
0: define his
1: career at Iowa? I, yeah, I don't any think anything.
2: that this really moves the needle in either direction.
1: Reading this though, Ben, I think what you've said Insane that Kirk Ferentz is going to be around till twenty twenty five, more or less. Yeah, I think that's how it defines Kirk's career in that it's lengthened it about as much as possible.
0: It has. You're right. Without without any future seasons going turn into an absolute dumpster fire. Yeah, it has lengthened it. I think,
1: especially because, and I say this as much as anything is, it keeps. Brian employed I mean I mentioned this a little bit in the comments but I think what Kirk did this season has more or less entrenched himself as being around Iowa football essentially for as long as he can or as long as he wants to which means that his son is going to be his offensive coordinator for as long as he wants to and I don't think you see Kirk leave unless Brian has already left or takes over to be potentially the head coach at Iowa um at which point, he'll have to have put enough strong offensive seasons together for people to be like, okay, we like him. And it might take five years. Yeah. Six years, I guess.
0: Yeah. Fuck. <sighs> um, and then I had a bonus prediction, which is probably the most incorrect one of them all. Uh. The Big Ten will have a participant in the college football playoff, but that team will not deserve to be there over Notre Dame or the Big Twelve slash SEC runner up. Uh, Ohio State is one. Are they one right now in the college football playoff? Or are they two?
1: Uh, they are. Well, they're currently one. They're, yeah,
0: and they yeah. absolutely deserve to be there, and they'll definitely. Even if they lo- do, you think even if they lose to Wisconsin? they'd still get in, a la Alabama in 2016, 17.
2: If you If Utah loses, wait, well, it's Georgia versus LSU, Georgia, right?
0: Georgia, LSU. And so okay. if Georgia beats LSU, LSU might still get in.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, um, I think that if Georgia and Ohio State were to lose, then I think Ohio State stays in. Yes. But... If Georgia beats LSU, I think, and Ohio State loses, I think that Ohio State drops out and Utah gets four.
0: Yeah, probably. Oh, so that means
1: Clemson's number one, if that's what happens. Yeah. There's actually a lot that can happen here.
0: If Clemson loses to Virginia, there's no way. I don't think there's any way to get in.
1: No. But you look at it, Utah can get in. Oklahoma could get in because yeah, right. I mean, if if they're strong enough, they'll they'll jump Utah and whoever loses the Big Twelve, I guess, or the SEC, unless that game just like tight. I don't know. I, watching football this whole season, I feel like I've done as good a job as I can of keeping track of these other teams. Or at least as good as I've done in the past. To me, it just feels like LSU and Ohio State are bar none, the two best teams all season. And if the season doesn't end with them playing each other, it's going to feel like a huge disappointment.
2: Yeah, I think that I would agree with that. But obviously, like if you know you like whoever, like if Utah or um Oklahoma comes out and they just boat race Wisconsin yeah. or not Wisconsin? Sorry I me. Mean, wow, um, like Ohio State or U, LSU? Like ah, well then like yeah, eh, that happened.
1: <laughs> yeah, like,
2: but like if it's like a close like game like it where you'd be like ah like one ter- one play could have turned it, I think it'll be a disappointment. But obviously, if you get boat raced in the college football playoff, then that's your own damn fault.
1: Yeah, yeah. Something I was thinking about in terms of just the boat racing, I almost wonder if there is a sect of Iowa fans who are comfortable with the seasons that Iowa has, especially kind of this 9-3 and three one, where they don't have to be the sacrificial lamb that goes up against Ohio State. But to me, you always just you try and get to Indy. So I would, I would take the ten and two with the win over Wisconsin and getting boat raced by Ohio, Ohio State, just because you have to take your chances in Indy whenever you get there, because you never know shit happens.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, and I mean, obviously, like Iowa boat raced uh, Ohio State a couple years ago. and Granted, that people forget is not, that team not nearly as good as this one is. Uh, the Ohio State team, I mean. Right, maybe not the Iowa team.
0: No, ah, hmm. Yeah.
1: Mm.
2: Anyway, though, but I mean, that uh, this Ohio State team is by far the best Ohio State team, maybe of the decade.
1: Yeah, there,
0: there is good as I, good as so. I can remember. I definitely being. think so.
2: I mean, they won a natty a couple of years ago, but
0: but that they caught lightning in a bottle. Yeah, that year. This year, they've they've been just they broke lightning and they've been riding it like like it's
1: bitch. Well, shall we talk a little basketball, Max? I know you had a Mia Copa around your hometown, DePaul Blue Demons.
2: I love my Blue Demons. Um, oh, I didn't say that on the podcast where people could hear it, did I? Um, I think
1: you did. and Iowa lost. You're like,
2: I like DePaul. I'm a DePaul fan now. Well, I actually have always kind of had a soft spot for DePaul basketball just because it's not Illinois. And that's the state that I'm from, so there's that. But um, they might be good. You know, I said that I was giving up on Iowa basketball after uh, that DePaul-Iowa game. Um, I said that Iowa was not worth my time anymore, and then they went out to Las Vegas and they beat they beat Texas Tech, and um, why can't I think of the?
1: They lost Minnesota. to San Diego State. They beat Minnesota. Yeah,
2: but um, they beat Texas Tech, and DePaul beat Minnesota. So I mean, maybe uh, maybe the good, and maybe Iowa's not as bad as we thought. Maybe Texas Tech isn't very good. Yeah, maybe Texas Tech is bad too. So maybe Iowa. Texas Tech, I don't good.
1: think had their shooting guard against um. I love it. Uh, no, they had him against Iowa, and oh. then he got hurt, and I don't think he played against Creighton. Mm. I was, he would have made a difference, because uh, Creighton can't play defense, and C.J. Frederick can, because C.J. Frederick shut that guy down. You love C.J. Frederick. I do! I, I, I stand him... As hard as I can stand anyone.
0: <laughs> you, I didn't watch a second of the San Diego State game. What
1: happened? Yeah, me there? either. They Iowa got up to a lead and yeah, I saw they
0: were half, right?
1: Yeah, they they were able to stretch it to like sixteen, and then oh um, no, yeah, 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 man, and then at some point this Malachi Flynn, good name, great name, just started oh, going worked. off. Like, I think he was cold in the first half, and then he made three threes, uh, got wherever he wanted, um, scored 28 points, and really, Iowa was defending him pretty well, I thought. Uh, I was watching at a bar, so I was paying about as close attention to it as I could. I thought Iowa played pretty well, um, but the guy just couldn't be stopped, and they... Had some bad luck with fouls. Luca Garza, I guess, was called for a flagrant one, even though he was, like, posting someone up. And instead of getting two fouls on hit, two foul shots, he gave two foul shots away. Um, Jordan Bohannon was not very good uh, on a back-to-back because um, of his hip, I would assume. Um, but that's really the only time he's going to be playing back-to-back games. Um until this the season, Yeah, so we'll see. They play uh, Syracuse um, tomorrow night, or tonight, uh, since this will go up tomorrow. And I'm weirdly optimistic. I, I think Syracuse is in a dark spot just because they already have three losses, and I'm not sure they're going to lose three in a row to make it four total losses. But we'll see. You never know. Joe Wieskamp has to be better. So, yeah,
2: I'm, I didn't watch that San Diego State game, but just looking at the stats, it's it paints an ugly picture.
1: It does. It really Bohannon does. Brandon
2: was one for four in 23 minutes of game time. Yeah. And and minus 19.
1: Yeah, after such a good game against Tech. Tough.
2: It well, it just shows
1: you how important he is to this team. And, and I think maybe I undersold his importance. Um, but yeah uh io needs him if they're gonna be a tournament team uh and if he decides to red shirt we'll see uh, but the the rotation gets really thin once he is unable to go and i think we saw a little bit of that on on friday night
2: yeah just looking at these two every starter had a uh, negative plus minus and every bench player had a uh, positive one
1: yeah bench played well
2: um yeah, looks on like friday
1: it. night uh, they they competed like crazy i think that there was a bench unit where um they had all all the bench guys plus frederick out there and they were able to mm-hmm. do quite a bit um, i tell you like you gave me a little grief ben but i i honestly cannot Um, speak highly enough of Frederick I just think he's going to be a lot of fun to watch for um, quite a few years Uh, he reminds me of Tyler Harrow from Kentucky last year Um, and yeah CJ Frederick my man
0: Uh, I mean, I wasn't giving you grief. I was just stating the obvious. Uh, yeah, if he can be like Tyler Harrow, <laughs> I'm all. I'm all about the speed. Yeah,
2: yeah, If he can be Tyler Harrow, that'd be uh, excellent.
1: Yeah, but not too good because, <laughs> and I would only have him for a year. That'd be devastating.
0: Uh, yeah. Okay. Be don't be sad that it's over. Be glad that it happened.
1: Yeah. Hey, what a way to end this podcast! I think, right, guys?
2: You got anything else to say? They never have anything to say.
0: Skull Vikings. Let's win oh, this game. God. Skull- um.